I'm Angela, and you're listening to My Maine Birth. This podcast is designed as a space to share Maine childbirth stories. Stick around and join us each week as families from across Maine share their birth experiences. Today's episode is sponsored by My Maine Photo. My Maine Photo specializes in coastal maternity portraits and birth photography. You can find more information at www.mymainphoto.com. Like a wedding, giving birth is a major life event that deserves to be documented and remembered. Today's birth story guest is Morgan, and we're going to be hearing about her experience birthing her youngest son, Patrick, at Eastern Maine Medical Center in Bangor. Hi, Morgan. Welcome to My Maine Birth. Hi, Maria. So to get started, can you tell me a little bit about you and your family? Sure. So um, I'm Morgan. I live in Old Town with my husband, Andrew, and our three munchkins. William is almost five. Maggie turns two this weekend. And Mr. Patrick is four weeks old tomorrow. <laughs> and we uh, moved to Old Town about a year ago. My husband works for the University of Maine. Then we're you made a lot more. We've been puttering around the Bangor area for the last uh, nine or so years, and we just bought a house and settled in this past year. And so, yeah, that's kind of where we're at. And I'm a stay-at-home mom in the throes of parenting these crazy yahoos, and that keeps me busy most of the time. I'm a social worker by training. I did that for um, about a year when Maggie was first born, and I did my schooling while you know when William was small, but kind of decided I couldn't spread myself that thin and do my job that I loved and be a good mom. So for the time being, I'm home with my kiddos, using a lot of the same skills at home that I would be at work. But yeah. All right. Can you tell me about when you found out you were pregnant with Patrick and a little bit about your care? Sure. So uh, we like to joke Patrick is our bonus baby. Um, Maggie was, she was breastfeeding and then had just finally cut her off last summer um, and I am not a super crunchy granola person but I do the like fertility awareness tracking for um for my body and I was just getting back into tracking cycles and I noticed my body was off and like I think I might be pregnant and Andrew's like well like we just did this like a second ago it feels like and, and we were in fact pregnant and so I took a test at home and I've always done my care at the hospital. Um, I see a nurse midwife there and she is lovely. And I feel like that's always been a great like in between for um, getting like access to a lot of the medical components of my pregnancy and labor and delivery, but also having someone who's a little bit more holistic, a little like maybe listens to me a little more than just going by the kind of standard protocol. So it's a little different this time around because of office here in Bangor just closed the primary OB retired. And so a load of women are scrambling to find providers in the Bangor area. So that was a little bit um, touch and go at first, if they were going to be able to fit us in um, and scheduling, but it ended up working out okay for us. So that was all, all well and good, but they've scheduled me for, I did a dating ultrasound I think somewhere around eight-ish weeks. And from there, started my prenatal care at the hospital. And I, this time, they do a really neat thing where they do bedside ultrasound. So they have a little like portable machine that they can bring in, which they did just once at the beginning after the dating ultrasound to kind of like, I guess be an in-between between between like having to go do a full 
ultrasound appointment, but that was kind of neat. That you know how you just like see their little their little cells in there, and they don't really look like anything at that point. Just a little bean or a smudge or something, but I always find those so fun. So we did the early ultrasound, and then a twenty week, and then a couple growth ultrasounds at the end. But I did, yeah, all night care there at the hospital, and then at the end, I ended up being induced with some blood pressure issues, which was not uncommon for me. I, with my other two, I had like kind of just flying under the radar blood pressure funkiness um, right until the very end. And with Maggie, it like skyrocketed. And so they induced me and that was a little bit chaotic and crazy. Um, so I kind of had an idea that might happen this time. And so we were going along just fine, kind of hanging in there. And then at the end, I was already super pregnant and uncomfortable and ready to be done. And, um, and, and my blood pressure kind of crossed over into the hypertension range. And so my midwife was like, maybe we should just get this over with and get the baby out. I was super ready. So, um, he was born on March 23rd and I was 38 weeks, six days. So a day short of 39 weeks. Wow. So how was your time in the hospital? I've seen Erin uh, Hoare there every time and she is lovely. We get along great. I always joke we'd be friends in real life if she wasn't my doctor because I just think she's so cool. Hospital stay was great. I always think that the, like really the nurses are just the shining stars of, of the hospital stay. Like they will do anything. They will answer any question. And you can just tell that the people on the maternity floor, like they want to be there. Like I, if I had to guess, that's probably like a bit of a like competitive spot to get into because it's like, you have, you have to love it to be there. Um, but we, this time, so I had a, like just a routine check on a Wednesday. So I guess that must have been my 38 week check and my blood pressure was high. And so we were like, okay, we're just gonna push forward the schedule and get this going. But they wanted me to come in that night and get prepped essentially to start toasting in the morning. And I had to wait for a bed, which was a little stressful. I didn't have to do that with either of the other two. And so they were like, call us at 7.30 and we'll let you know if we have a bed. And so we got the big kids packed up and sent off with the grandparents. And we had, Andrew and I had kind of quiet dinner and hung around the house. And we, 7.30, we called and they said, call us at 9.30. And so at 9.30, we called and call us at 10 so we called the time starting to feel a little naggy at this point because i feel bad like obviously there are other women who are having babies which is why these beds are full and i'm like oh do you have a room for me yet but finally around 10 ish they're like yeah by the time you get in here we'll probably have a spot cleared so we got there on 10 30 and they got us settled in and i actually ended up sending andrew home he lived 20 minutes from the hospital i was like well one of us should get some sleep tonight and so I kicked him out and sent him home for the night to get a little bit of sleep. But that night was really good. But just the night nurses are wonderful. And they're so kind about like pretty much anything. They brought me snacks in the middle of the night. Like they'll go raid their fridge for whatever they can come across. And that was fine. And the next day um, we started Pitocin. At, well, I guess they started the like cervical ripening at, I don't know, probably about 11 o'clock. And they ended up having to stop that because my contractions became frequent enough that they're like, well, it's time to just get rolling with the Pitocin. So that was about four in the morning. And at 
first, and this was my second time being induced, so I had a little bit of an idea what to expect, but you know, it's different every time. And so I started having contractions a little more regularly and I could feel them, but they weren't very intense or exciting. And so I'm like, well, like, we're just going to kind of walk along here, I guess. And, you know, they periodically came and checked me. I was like, two centimeters, three centimeters, nothing exciting. I was like, all right, well, we're just kind of hanging around. And um, through my whole like last probably like four or five weeks, I was joking with Erin um, because she, for my first two, she was not on call or on rotation when I went into labor. And so Dr. Rinaldi delivered my other two because she happened to be the on-call doc. And so I was joking with Aaron. I was like, you know, you got to get to one of these, these, one of these days. And so she had me go in on the Wednesday night and she was going to be back in that Thursday morning at like 7 a.m. And so she's like, don't have the baby without me overnight. And I was thinking about it four in the morning when they started the Pitocin. I was like, you all should just tell her I have the baby. It's too late. <laughs> I couldn't get the nurses on board with that, but. But we, you know, she breezed in at like 7.30 or 8 the next morning and no baby yet. And so she's like, kind of crossed that off the list that she's like, I did miss it. But um, they broke my water then. And that was when things like really started rolling. It was like almost like literally immediately. It was like, oh, that was a lot more intense. Contractions were more frequent. And I, with my other two, I got epidural and I was very happy with that decision. I always tell moms, it's not for every mom and it maybe it wasn't wouldn't necessarily be for me every time but i've not yet regretted it so i was like yeah let's get the lady in here to do an epidural and that was very uneventful um i feel like that's like the best word when you're talking about labor and delivery it's like uneventful boring that's good we want it to be that so that was fine um and with my other two i feel like getting an epidural was like i was able to rest I was able to kind of relax my body a little bit more um, and get to a point where like with the other two, I was able to get a nap in. Um, and that was not the case this time. I was still like feeling not excruciating pain or anything, but like definitely significant contractions still. I was like, hmm, that's different than the other two. And um, that was like 8.20 in the morning. They, they gave me the epidural. And I still was feeling like, wow, that's, really strong pain but you know manageable enough we're rolling with it no big deal and they checked me and I'd gone from three centimeters to six centimeters in like 30 minutes or something or I, time is very funky when you when you're in labor so it couldn't have been too long but probably like 30 minutes and so then I was like really feeling it and um they came in and checked me a little bit later and it was like eight centimeters and I was like okay we're really rolling now and it really, like, it got to a point where she was like, I'm going to go away. But the nurses, if I'm, I'm going to go away. But if the pain or the, like, pressure intensifies, call me. It was, like, five minutes later, and she's back again. Because I'm like, it's really intense now. And essentially, we got to, he was born at 1033. And it was at the point where, it was like, they had to kind of scramble to get Erin back in there. And she walks in, and she goes, oh, you are holding that baby in. I can tell from the look on your face. So they got got set up and she says, when you feel the next contraction push and I push for two minutes and he was fast and furious into the world. So I, he was six and a half hours from Pitocin to baby 
but the first four I kind of say don't count because they were not very exciting so really we did all the work in the last two and a half hours there but he was by far my most exciting I think maybe delivery the other two were kind of leisurely um, none of my labors were very long but my my oldest was about 12 hours from first contraction to baby and my second was 10 hours from tosin to baby so six and a half I'm like all right we're getting efficient at this <laughs> but um yeah he was a little bit fast and furious in the world there how is breastfeeding going okay I I think that a lot of times like especially for new moms like the appreciation for like it's a skill you have to learn and baby have to learn. Like it is natural and beautiful and wonderful, but it also could be hard and weird. And like, you got to practice kind of. And so this time around, I perhaps had a little bit of hubris that I thought I knew what I was doing. And um, I think God likes to keep us humble. So we've had a little bit of a harder time this time around. Um, he had like a really tight, tight latch that was like, pretty painful at first and so um the benefit of him being my third is that I know how to advocate for myself a little better than with my other two with my first I feel like it was pretty painful at first too but I just didn't say anything and I stopped for a while and this time I was able to say I know that's not right it doesn't feel good and it shouldn't hurt like that can we figure something out about that so he's had a couple OMT appointments that um were really neat I was like I still don't like I was joking with my mother-in-law that like I was in the appointment watching and I'm still not entirely sure what they did but they worked their little magic and manipulated his little jaw and um that's gotten a lot better but he's taken his sweet time catching on to latching and he's a little bit lazy at the breast so he'll fall asleep on me we gotta wake him up and try again and so he's been a little slow to gain weight which um I'm trying not to get disappointed about. I think it's like there's a really wide range of feelings when you're just like never sleeping and very hormonal. And, and part of it is like, oh, I love breastfeeding because I like that there's that special bond that like it's like I get to provide that for him, that's that closeness. And also, formula is just outrageously expensive and I want to avoid that at all costs. But um, so like right now we're supplementing after feedings, which I kind of had to make peace with because ultimately we want him happy, healthy and well. And so we're trying to get him to gain weight. We're trying to get him to clear some bilirubin. He's still, I call him my very cute Oompa Loompa. He's still a little orange, but we're getting past that now. So they had us supplementing for the time being. Um, so it's going better, but it's a process and it's like, okay, well. We spend a lot of time nursing, bottle feeding, pumping, which means you don't leave the house for very long stretches of time. But it's I'm, I'm hopeful about things getting better from here. And it is kind of like just that skill building, really. Like he's catching on to pieces of it. And I'm and really kind of like for me learning how he's different than my other two and like what he needs compared to them. And then how to balance what he needs with what they need, because they are still very needy at their ages. So we're we're adjusting and we're taking our sweet time getting there. But it's all on an upswing now. So that's good too. Yeah. So how is the transition from two to three going? 
They love him. It's really cute. My four-year-old, almost five, he calls him little buddy. And he's always like, how are you, little buddy? And he just loves him so much. And he's like super touchy. So you have to be like, okay, you love him and give him space. But um, he does really well with him. He has a little bit of a hard time sharing me. Um, and he's super duper a mom of boy and her best buds. And so it's a little hard for him to be like, well, why is he taking forever to eat? And like, the babies do that. But um, he he's getting there. And my daughter is Miss Independent always. So she's kind of like, more okay with the sharing aspect but she is delighting in the opportunity to get into mischief while I am busy with other things so um like I was nursing Patrick the other day she like kind of went around the corner where I couldn't see her and climbed up on the kitchen counter and ate all the jelly beans in the Easter basket and I'm like oh you little stinker but they're kind of they're kind of figuring out what they can and can't get away with with mom having a new baby and kind of adjusting to a new a new normal really but we're getting there and some days are better than others but they love him and my daughter at first like she I don't think she fully grasped that he was a human like the first few days she kind of like anyway like like almost treated him like a lamp or a chair or something like there's Patrick and then I think she kind of called and she's like oh like so she calls him baby Pat and she goes Hi, baby Pat. And she has her sweet little voice and talks to him. So they love him. And that's been really sweet to see like how they treat him. And then they also are bickering with each other a lot more than usual and kind of scrambling to figure out the new dynamic. So it is kind of that like low expectation thing. It's like more just being graceful with ourselves and like letting it be okay that this season will be a little rocky and we'll adjust and knowing that it's intense but it's short and pretty soon we'll be sleeping a little more and be getting into a routine and it's not forever but it's a little hectic what is that phrase they say um the days are long but the years are short it's like trying to slow down a little bit to appreciate just like the little like little moments of them like snuggling him or my son is so cute because he's a helper kind of at heart he really has such a big heart and loves to love on people and so in the car the other day Patrick was getting hungry and he started to cry and William figured out that he could put Patrick's fingers in his own mouth to help him like calm him down he was, so he like stopped crying and I was like wow William what are you doing he goes I put his fingers in his mouth I was like good job big brother like you figured out a solution and it was like helpful nice work <laughs> it's kind of fun to just see them care for him and and they're really like they do so well with him and it's like well some moments are rockier than others but kind of being able to slow down and enjoy those is important we all fit in my recliner we snuggle up all three of them me and the cat will lay across the top and it's like oh we we are snuggled in that's kind of special to have that just closeness to oh yeah, savor those little snuggles. Is there anything else you'd like to add? I think the only thing I would add is don't ever like you 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 have to be your own best advocate. And so like if something doesn't feel right, ask, say something. If you wish something could go differently, ask. And like 
I had hospital births with all three and they have, you know, kind of their rules about how things have to be done because we live in a pretty litigious culture. So they can be more strict about certain things, but you never know what the answer is unless you ask. And a lot of times you can kind of work through a pros and cons or can we get some compromise and meet my comfort level? And so I would definitely say like advocate for what you want and, and like, it's okay if that's a little unusual or something, but like kind of letting that be like, I guess being confident in, in asking and like, for me, quite frankly, I was at the point where I was like ready to have a baby. So I was like, yeah, let's induce. I'm good with that. Like pretty to be done. But I think asking the questions, being willing to kind of feel dumb, I guess, at the expense of like having new information. Like that's kind of important. But and thank your nurses. They're like, they're the angels. And so then those doctors get like the credit at the end, but we all know the nurses did all the work and they're just always lovely. So that I think is the highlight of all of my births is like just the relationship with the women who come in every couple hours and, you know, check on you and they bring you the things you need and they're there kind of, you know, they do the like morning shift, night shift. So you get them for like a full day. And then it's just like, that's a really sweet relationship, even though it's short, like those ladies I'll probably never see again other than like maybe bumping in it into them at the grocery store or something. But like, it's just something special about that shared experience. And so thank your nurses. And stand up for yourself. Those, I guess, are my my end points. All right. Thank you, Morgan, so much for sharing your birth story today. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad we could do this. That was my main birth. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I'd love to hear your feedback about this episode. Shoot me a DM over on Instagram. I'm at my main birth and let me know what you thought. And if you haven't subscribed already, that's 100% the best way to support this show. And after you subscribe, if you rate the show and leave a review, you should snap a screenshot and send it to me over on Instagram at mymainbirth. And if you do that, I'm going to send a little gift your way as a thank you. So thank you so much for listening. I'll see you back here again next week.